We, in the past weeks, have been looking at the person and the work of Jesus, who he is and what he has done for us. And today we we come to uh, a new side of Jesus. We see him teaching the crowds uh, with parables. Those are are stories to help us understand what God's presence among us looks like. Let's watch this video to introduce our lesson for today. Jesus was teaching people about God and his kingdom. He told them parables or stories to help them understand. One day, Jesus was talking about the last day, the day when Jesus will come back to earth. Jesus said that no one knows when that day will happen. Then he told his listeners a parable about three servants. Jesus said, this is what that day will be like. A man was going on a journey. He called his servants to him and gave them each some money. He gave one servant five talents, another servant two talents, and another servant one talent. Each man received what the master thought he was able to take care of. Then the man left and went on his journey. The first servant, who had five talents, used the money to earn five more. In the same way, the man who had two talents used the money to earn two more talents. But the servant who had one talent did not invest his master's money. Instead, He dug a hole in the ground and hid the money in the hole. After a long time, the master came home. He asked his servants what they had done with his money. The servant who had five talents and the servant who had two talents showed the master that they had earned even more talents. Well done, good and faithful servant, the master said to each of them. You did a good job looking over a few things, so I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in my joy. Then the third servant, who had one talent, brought the master his one talent. The servant said, Master, I know you. You are a difficult man. I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. Here is the one talent you gave me. The master was not happy. You evil, lazy servant. You should have put your money in the bank so that when I return, I would get my money back with interest. The master took the talent from the servant and gave it to the servant who had ten talents. The master said, everyone who uses what they have will get even more, and they will have more than they need. But anyone who wastes what he has will have everything taken away. Jesus said that on that last day, he will come and separate those who belong in his kingdom from those who do not. He will send away anyone who saw people hungry and did not give them anything to eat, thirsty and did not give them something to drink, naked and did not give them clothing, or sick and in prison and did not visit them. Every believer, as a servant of Christ, has the task of serving God with his or her life. We eagerly wait for the day when we can share in the joy of our Master. Heaven is the joy of knowing, worshiping, and enjoying Jesus forever. Right, the words of Jesus are recorded in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30, if you want to check that out later this afternoon. But let me just talk to you for a few minutes about this story that that Jesus told. But before we start that today, I'd like for you to kind of climb up onto this airplane I'm about to launch and go with me on a 30,000-foot flyover so you get the big picture of the story that Jesus tells us today. So here's the first thing that we see. The world is a broken 
mess. Can I get an amen? Yeah, the world is a broken mess. I don't need to spend a lot of time trying to convince you of that, do I? The world is a broken mess. The second thing, though, as we do this flyover is that's not the way that God intended it to be. When God created the heavens and the earth, he created it perfect and beautiful and harmonious and fun and safe and satisfying, delightful and thrilling and challenging. Now, the third thing I need you to know as we fly over this story is that the Bible uses the phrase, the kingdom of God, or sometimes the kingdom of heaven, as a shorthand for that perfect world. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven as shorthand for that perfect world that God originally created and that he intended us to have. So here's what I would like for you to start practicing is that whenever you hear that phrase, whenever you read it in the Bible, that when you hear the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, I want you to automatically say the world put right. You got it? Let's see if you got it. I say the kingdom of God, you say? I say the kingdom of heaven, and you say? All right. The fourth thing is that when Jesus came into the world, here's what he said, his very first sermon. The kingdom of God, the world put right, is near. The world put right is beginning, Jesus said, in my being here with you and for you. So repent, which means turn around and and follow me. Simply put, believe that I lived the perfect life that you were all supposed to live but have not And then I died the ultimate death, the separation from the Father that we all deserve, but now by believing in Jesus we'll never, ever, ever have to experience. And then finally, when you believe in Jesus, you then become an active agent, that is an extension of Jesus. Someone has said you become the hands and the feet of Jesus. Now listen to this next part carefully. The hands and feet of Jesus to bring the kingdom of God, which is the world put right into your little corner of the world. That means that your life, your family, your work, your free time, every single part of your life is a part of this grand and glorious work of God making the world right. And he's doing that right now by bringing people to believe in Jesus until the day, as you heard in the video, that he comes again and he's going to make everything right permanently. Okay, let's land this plane and let's step into today's lesson. Jesus often told parables, which are simply stories that are intended to make you think and to send you home talking about inviting you to discover something new about yourself, something new about God. 
And many of the parables begin with the words, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, which is what? The world put, right, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then Jesus would, would tell the story. In fact, the story that we heard today is the fifth parable in a row teaching us what it is like while we wait for the kingdom of heaven, the world put right, to be completely restored when Jesus comes again at the end of time. So if you backed up and you read all of Matthew 24, all of Matthew 25, you would discover that waiting for Jesus Jesus to come and establish his kingdom permanently is all about being faithful, being ready, being accountable, and then being patient. And so Jesus begins today's story, the kingdom of heaven is like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. Now let's unpack that. Because Jesus is the man in the story who's going on the journey. Look, Jesus is going to go to the cross where he's going to suffer and die, and then he's going to rise again, and then after having convinced his followers that he was truly alive, he ascended back into the real face-to-face -face presence of God the Father and God the Holy Spirit until he promises one day that he will come again. Jesus is the man who's gone off on the journey, and we are the servants. And the bag of money that Megan asked you about at the beginning of this time together, the bag of money which he has entrusted to each and every one of us is your whole life. That's what he's entrusted to you to use to bring the kingdom of God while he is away. He has entrusted you with life. Now, I found this little acronym this week that I thought was helpful. It's on a slide they'll put up on the screen for you. Look, we are the servants. The bag of money which he's entrusted to us is our whole life. And this acronym does a great job of helping you kind of think about your life. Your labor, your influence, your finances, and your expertise. Now, this is not a complicated story, right? I mean, this is a really painfully obvious story. Jesus calls us to be like the first two servants and not be like the third servant. Because the third servant was already annoyed and bitter and suspicious when the master first gave him his money. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he thinks that God was being unfair because he didn't get as much as the other two. Or he could have just been resentful of this notion that his, his life, all of it, everything that he has, is actually a gift from God to be used for bringing his kingdom, the world put right more and more into the world. No, it's his life. And he will use his life as he sees fit. So you know what he does? He buries his life. He buries his labor and his influence and his finances and his expertise by using those things to serve only himself. The first two servants get it. 
They believe that Jesus gave up his life for them on the cross. When he rose from the dead, he gives us new life. As you witnessed, it happened to Audrey again this morning in baptism to be used to bring the kingdom of God, the world put right into our little moment in time. Look, this is a mindset. This is an attitude, this is a conscious way of thinking every day, every hour of every day that my whole life belongs to God. And therefore, every word, every action of my life is a part of the work to bring the kingdom of heaven, which is the world put right into my family, into my workplace, into my kids' school, into my neighborhood, into my grocery store, and on and on. Now, St. Luke's calls this living a life of sacrifice. And by that, we simply mean that we are people who see and understand that our labor and our influence and our finances and our expertise have been entrusted to us by God. That your whole life is on loan from God to use so that you can awaken your children, you can awaken your family, everyone that you come into contact with to the power of life in Christ. Now, in just a minute, Megan's going to come up and help us think about a few ways that we might be able to do that this coming week. But I want you to remember how Jesus ended this story. Do you remember? He said, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of your master. And that joy, that joy we see here and now when we see our children growing up in faith in Jesus, that joy comes to us right now, even in the humdrum routines of everyday life, because we know that we're part of God's incredible plan to rescue and to restore his whole creation. And then, when Jesus comes again, we will enter into the permanent joy of the new heaven and the new earth. Amen.